It's tip-off time. The line, the jam! Welcome to ESPN Chicago's Fast Break with Jay Hood and Chris Black. Throws it to win it! Listen on your phone through the ESPN Chicago app, on FM at 100.3 HD2, and on AM at ESPN 1000. Watch the show on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now here are your hosts, Jay Hood and Chris Black. Welcome in to the Fast Break Podcast. I'm Chris Black with Jonathan Hood. How about this, Jonathan? We have the NBA schedule. It was released yesterday, and now we're here to talk about the Bulls. They will go 55 and... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Are we counting wins and losses? <laughs> yeah, it's a win. That's a loss. That's a win. That's a loss. Yes, I'm all for it. The NBA never sleeps. It's either drama or information or schedule stuff. Man, you know the NBA is going to be right around the corner starting on, what, October 18th? Yeah, that's when the season starts, and the Bulls will start in uh, on the 19th on the road in Miami to kick off the season. A couple things when I look at the schedule that I, I kind of noted for, for the Chicago Bulls is uh, mm-hmm. they have a six-game road trip in November. Uh, it starts with Milwaukee. Uh, they have a bunch of teams on the West Coast after the Milwaukee game, but a six-game trip, November the 23rd till December the 4th. That seems to be a bit challenging. Uh, they also have a, a spot in December where they have four straight road games against the Timberwolves, the Heat, the Hawks, and the Knicks. That's probably going to be pretty challenging. And then at the end of the season, I counted uh, 12 of the last 14 games of the season will be against teams that were either in the playoffs last year or expected to be playoff contenders uh, this upcoming season. So that's going to be a tough way to end the season. You know, you have the six-game road trip at the start in November. You don't really have an extended stay at home, though. Uh, the longest uh, homestand that I see is four games. Uh, so, so that's what I see from the Bulls schedule that was released yesterday. I just think that uh, when we look at this bull schedule, especially at the back end, that's the first thing I noticed was how daunting it will be. It could be one of these situations where the Bulls are good and then they get on the road and either they just tread water or just look forward to the playoffs. It may drop uh, in the Eastern Conference. we got to look at it from that standpoint, too, because it's not like we haven't seen that before, right? The Bulls at a certain point and all of a sudden they kind of drop in the, in the East. So I, I look at the schedule like this. It's like, you know, this is a great opportunity. If you're healthy, I guess it won't matter who's on the schedule, but I will tell you that when you stockpile so many games like that early and then late on the road, it it tells you where you are, doesn't it? Absolutely. Uh, There's also a unique uh, situation. The Bulls, do you see this December 14th and 16th? December 14th or 16th. Okay, so the Knicks both at the United Center. Right. That's a Wednesday-Friday setup. One of the games will be on ESPN television. The other game is locally. Both games, Wednesday-Friday, hosting the Knicks. How about that? It's okay. Knicks week. Knicks week. That's, that's a weird – like they're having a series. <laughs> that's a weird thing to see in the NBA schedule, right? I mean, back in the day, you get a fight there. Like, if you play a team, you know, that closely on the schedule, 14th day off on the 15th, and then play them again on a Friday, there'd be a fight there. Like, okay, I'm tired of playing this team. Right. As a matter of fact, what's so strange about this, Chris, is that the the Bulls do play New York back-to-back, and then eventually they'll come around and play them as part of that road trip on December 23rd at the Garden. 
right. uh, two days before Christmas. So it's and I, I, I said as a head scratcher, like I don't know why that is the case. Uh, but it is. Um, you, you know, I, I want to just point out, you mentioned the road trip, and we're used to seeing the circus trip toward, you know, around Thanksgiving. So this is not a surprise, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me what the record is when you start off at Milwaukee, which is a loss, right, November 23rd. At Oklahoma City, young team, you know, still trying to find its way. They've got 1,055 draft picks. Uh, at Utah, rebuilding. At Phoenix, tough. At Golden State, tough. Sacramento's not any good. You know, you could do some damage on the road if you're healthy enough, Chris, against a couple of those teams. But, man, when you take on the Golden States, the Phoenixes of the world, that's going to be tough. You know, that, that's a road trip you look at right now, and you say you got to go 3-3. Three and three. Mm-hmm. Right, you, you get the teams that you should beat: Thunder, Jazz, Kings, and then you yep. have you have very tough games. You laid it, you laid it out. You have the de- defending champs uh, for the last two seasons, and a team that made the finals two years ago, the Phoenix Suns. So yeah, I mean, I think usually in this setting, the the problem for for Bulls fans, and I think the problem for this team usually is you get into this West Coast trip. And somehow that Sacramento game is much tougher than it appears today when the schedule is released. That's the odd Sunday at 5 o'clock game on December 4th. Yeah, but you, you, know, what, you, know, you know how, how, uh, how it usually goes. You get out there on that trip, and like the fourth game is in Portland on a Friday night, and somehow yeah. you lose that sucker in overtime, and then you you know then you play a tough game against a team that you know is good, and they just bury you by twenty, and then you bounce, you get your final game against the Kings, and you're like, oh okay, this is easy, and then the Kings show up, like that. That's something that I feel like we as Bulls fans we've witnessed multiple times in the past, where there are give me games on the road trip, and then they turn out to be the toughest ones. Chris, how how come there's how come there's two long road trips uh, in the month of December for the Bulls? I don't. I, this, I'm looking at this, and I don't think I've seen it like that. I've seen yeah. the circus trip. We know what that is. Okay, fine. The old circus trip. Why is it? Why are the Bulls playing December 18th at Minnesota, at December 20th at Miami, December 21st at Atlanta, and then against the Knicks that we just talked about? Why? Why do they have two long road trips early? I don't understand that. Well, and and also think of the timing there. The league had it so close to getting Bulls Knicks on Christmas Day. They have that game set on the 23rd, and the Bulls aren't going to play on Christmas Day this year. So. Like the the Bulls were in New York. Like there was the opportunity there to get them on national TV for Christmas Day. I don't know. I haven't seen it like that. And like uh, to to counter that idea, I then continued to look through the schedule for the the long homestand, and I can't find one. Right, like the longest homestand that they have is four games, uh, December twenty sixth to the thirty first, uh, New Year's Eve, Houston, Milwaukee, Detroit, Cleveland. Everything else are two game sets, three game sets. Uh, throughout the rest of the schedule. You know, I don't know. The schedule maker, I mean, it's, I know it's a very complicated process, but when you have a long homestand, I'll give you an exa- another example in January. So here's a homestand. At Oklahoma City, which you can get, easily get tickets for because it's the Thunder. They're not going to be any good. But that Sunday, January 15th, against some NFL playoff game, <laughs> on Sunday the 15th of January, it'll be against Golden State at 2.30. 2.30. Against yeah. Detroit, against Atlanta. I guess my point is is that 
you know, there's two other four teams you really want to see because you know that, like, Detroit's NBA TV game, you're not interested in that, Oklahoma City, but Golden State and Atlanta's coming in. Yeah, and that like that's a that's a situation. You're right. Sunday, J- January fifteenth, two thirty start. You're right. That's going to be up against the NFL playoffs. Uh, that's going to be a tough. Even if it's Golden State, that's going to be a tough sell for people to not watch football if this Bulls team isn't one of the top three teams in the East. Even if so it's wanna, the Warriors. So you want to go? Or? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> Because <laughs> you and I, you and I don't care about well, hold, the hold NFL up, playoffs enough to miss Golden State. <laughs> I know there's dates though that I would imagine there's going to be a UIC Flames game that day. Yeah, I gotta check that out. I have to I have to find out. I don't think I don't think the conference not. schedule's out yet, but I would imagine the the 15th of January, a Sunday. I would imagine there's a little uh, uh, Valley basketball action taking place. I'll keep my eyes on that. I'm not. I don't know what it is yet, but it just. Right? I, I, I'm, I, I'm right I, about that. You know that that's a game where yeah. we're sitting at the, uh, we're sitting there courtside and we're we're watching the the game cast on our our screens about the call basketball game. <laughs> yeah, I think that could be the case. Yeah. Um, so I mean, obviously, we are not sure about everybody in the roster yet. I just look kind of comb through this, and it's not as simple as the NFL schedule where you can just pencil in five wins, eight wins, whatever you think the Chicago Bears are. But when it comes to the NBA, what we what we do is we're just combing through the tendencies. Um, do we know that going back to last year when the Bulls were on the road, they played really well, uh, and it kind of turned the season. And Billy Donovan, if you remember, we talked about this on Fast Break, how Billy Donovan said, well, the reason why that we were in first place in the East, and the reason why we're, we had so much momentum on that road trip, is because we got a we got a break. There was no Kawhi in one game. Right. Didn't the Bulls miss LeBron or AD in the Lakers? Something like that. Where there there were a number of players out, and the Bulls played really well. I think they beat uh, Jokic in Denver when Jokic wasn't there. Didn't they and get so a little, he pointed it out? A little COVID time off too to to yeah. gather their legs as well. Yeah, something something along those lines where when the Bulls were really rolling in first in the the number one team in the East, uh, they were on the road and played well. Hopefully, they'll catch that same break. Yeah, no doubt. And and I, I think that that's a part of the fun. Like it, it is not. Um, it, it's like a waste of time to try and figure out win loss and the, at this point. But you're right to to kind of figure out how the the season will shape up and. And, and what you have to keep your eyes on as we go through an NBA season, I think is always fascinating to look at the schedule. Uh, I would also point out, like, like I said, that the end of the schedule, that's tough, right? Like Minnesota is going to be much better this year, and they were good last year. Uh, but now with Gobert in the mix, they're going to be expected to make the playoffs. Miami playoff team, Philly in a back-to-back playoff team. Uh, you have Portland not a playoff team, so that should be a game that you you might be okay. Lakers, we'll get to them in a second, not a playoff team. Clippers, you get another Lakers game. The Hornets, playoff team. Memphis, playoff team. Atlanta, playoff team. Milwaukee, playoff team. Dallas, playoff team. Detroit, not a playoff team. So 12 of the last 14 against teams who made the playoffs last year and you add in the, the, the idea that between the Lakers and Portland, I would imagine one of those teams would be a playoff team this year. That's a tough way to end your season, no matter how this kind of shapes up. Uh, that's, that's tough because you get that one Detroit game to end, 
and Portland's the other non-playoff team. Like they, they're going to be a little bit better. So so okay, but twelve teams in that grouping at the end of the season uh, for the Bulls. Those are all playoff teams. Many of them uh, title contenders too. I, I'm concerned. I'm already concerned. I'm concerned about uh, in March those back-to-back Philly games on Monday, March 20th, and then uh, it's going to be at Philly, and then Wednesday, March 22nd at the United Center. Back-to-back against a Philly team that's going to be, you know, it's going to be very competitive and very good. It could be one of those situations and B might play one game and and not play the other. Harden could play one game, not the other. Um, So that's going to be, that's worth watching. Seeing the Lakers that closely on March 26th and then March 29th, uh, you know, they are the top and bottom of the Clipper sandwich there mm-hmm. uh, in the middle. That'll be interesting to see as well. You might see LeBron one day, and then you don't see him the next. Uh, and so, you know. Anthony Davis bull- is out for both of those games, by the right. way. Well, you're already predicting it. You already said he's going to be out, out yeah. uh, for out. both of those games. Yep. But but it's, that'll <laughs> be interesting to see how they finish it off. You know, we hear, we've heard Friedel over the years, the dog days of the NBA. <laughs> well, you actually have to be able to start hustling and get yourself in a position seed-wise against some really good teams. They'll tell you where the Bulls are. Will they finish strong going into the playoffs, taking on some of these formidable teams? You know, and it's uh, it's funny to look at it. I can tell you exactly how the Philly games are going to shape up. Uh, Philly wins by 15, uh, both games, uh, oh. and Vooch uh, struggles. Uh, the over-under is set for Embiid in both games, combined points 60, and combined mm-hmm. rebounds 30. Uh, for two efforts, Embiid against the Bulls in those back-to-back basketball games Monday and Wednesday, uh, Embiid, 60 points combined, 30 rebounds. What do you think? Over, under? I think uh, that was the over, and what the excuse will be is, from Donovan chewing his gum vigorously, will be worn down by Gobert in the Minnesota game, March sure. 17th, bam, on the 18th, okay? And then you've got a couple of Embiid games there in the Portland game on March 24th, so the middle is going to take a beating because you've got skilled bigs from the foul line down but, you know, beating up on the Bulls' interior. So that's the schedule. Uh, we also had uh, big news in the NBA yesterday. Uh, LeBron James signs a new two-year extension with the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, what is it, $96 million for LeBron? Yeah, 97-1. 97-1. And, and so LeBron uh, re-ups. Uh, he's back in the mix. And it seems as this, this, this team doesn't really have a future. They're supposed to be title contenders. They weren't last year. And LeBron hasn't played a full season in, what, three years? Uh, And he's going to have to be their best player based on the contract and based on the way the team is kind of put together. I read yesterday in the L.A. Times, Bill Plaschke, he just killed the signing, saying if you're a Laker fan, you have absolutely no hope that this team is just going to be filled with drama and filled with a guy who, yeah, he should be celebrated because at some point here in the near future, he's going to move into the first place for the all-time leading scorer in league history. But the Lakers and their championship window is is closed, and this solidifies it. It, it was a strong column from Plaschke yesterday in the L.A. Times. Well, the one thing we know about Jeannie Buss is 
she wants to make sure that she makes LeBron James happy. That's the number one thing that she said in her most recent interview. She said, I want to make LeBron James happy, and I want him to be a Laker. And so what do you do? How do you do that? You allow LeBron James to be the highest earning player in NBA history at $532 million in his career, and you're part of that, giving him $97.1 million uh, on a two-year deal and a player option in 2024-2025. Uh, we're talking about a billionaire in LeBron James, a billionaire. And let's go back to what you've said on this show, and, and your show was Abdallah a lot regarding LeBron. You said that you liked LeBron better when he was just focused on basketball or just, you know, really going after championships. And you feel like his, not his loyalties, but his focus is not on trying to win championships as much. You've said this, correct? Yeah. In the last few years, it seems like decisions were made just so he could kind of start up this uh, Hollywood production empire. And, and that's where the focus is. It seemed like, what was it, when he was shooting Space Jam 2, that was the primary focus for that offseason. It, it wasn't getting right to, to win a championship. It was making sure that everything else was taken care of so it could be in this movie, uh, which by all accounts wasn't very good. Uh, so, like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I just think that, like, that is, is the primary concern uh, with his camp at this point. Well, I would just say that it, for him to secure the bag and for him to be a billionaire, that's quite the impressive feat for him, for any athlete that you can get be a billionaire. I just think, Chris, that he looks at it as saying, okay, I know that any time I step on the, on the floor, I can do everything. I can pass the basketball and have 10-plus assists. I can score 25 points a game. I can you know, help my teammates in so many ways in the fourth quarter, but I can only do so much. It's not him pulling back. It's just this is who he is. He is a a machine. He is the Tom Brady you know, as far as age in our sport right now. That's who he is. He's not Tom Brady with the rings, but as far as longevity and still with a motor, even though he has gotten injured the last two or three years, this is who he is. But the thing is about the Lakers, the Lakers will not falter because of LeBron. They will falter because of Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook. The idea that Russell Westbrook is going to be uh, on the books again this year, and next year the Lakers can get $34 million in cap space if you got rid of them, that's fine. But Anthony Davis is the reason why, is one of the reasons why this team will underachieve. He's not available. You can't, if you're not playing, you're not available. Russell Westbrook, for them to hold on to Russell Westbrook uh, at this point and not find a, a partner, I'm sure that maybe Palinka's tried, but you can't win that way. You just can't win, and you just are bereft of talent. No matter LeBron and AD, the combination that they are, if you don't have younger talent more than Austin Reeves or Lonnie Walker, you're just not going to get it done. Yeah, uh, Westbrook, Lonnie Walker, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Thomas Bryant in the middle. How many games are you going to win like that? Uh, T. Horton Tucker, Stanley Johnson, Kendrick Nunn, Scottie Pippen Jr.? Come on, man. Like, the, the LeBron James teams that we've known that have won has always had talent around it. And the Lakers are so stuck financially, not just with LeBron, but just the Westbrook deal, Anthony Davis not being available. You can't win in this top-heavy West with that team. Just can't do it. Yeah, and you win 33 games last season, 33-49. and 49. 
And I think that really uh, solidifies the point here is look at the rest of the conference. Like, I think 10 years ago, if you said, hey, it's LeBron and maybe sometimes Anthony Davis and a Chuckster in Russell Westbrook, they'd be like yeah. the fourth seed. And you'd be like, okay, they're a title contender just because they have flashy names. But in, in this West, you you can't even sniff the playoffs. Like, like think about the, the thing that's so crazy is that for LeBron's legacy, his team mis- missed the play-in game last year. They yeah. weren't even in the the, the the Clippers made the play-in game and their two best players were out for the majority of the season. Think about that. And LeBron yeah. was there for a good chunk of it and they couldn't even get into the play-in. Adam Silver has given teams like the Lakers every opportunity to qualify and they can't because they're not talented enough. And I, it's what it's part. Uh, the league has kind of passed this thought process, this way of style of play by the other part is that's what happens when you're, you're dedicating uh, that much money to LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Like if you're going to spend that much money on two players, those two players have to play for you and they have to be great. And then, and like that's how the league is now. Or you can go the other way, and have lesser star players, but have a few more of them and more more role guys. You can certainly do it that way. But LeBron's going to have to do everything for this team to even make the play-in. It is, you know, this is not like Golden State, where if you don't believe in Draymond Green, that's okay because the next iteration of Warriors like Wiseman and. Um, you know, Kevin Looney, who's been around. Yeah, guys like that, you know, uh, Jordan Poole, Kaminga, guys like that. At least you could say, well, we have younger assets around Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins. Because uh, if the Warriors don't win with Draymond Green anymore or some of the other veterans, they do have young players that they could put into the Golden State system. And so there's, so there's so many teams. I mean, Phoenix, who I don't believe in, but I know they're better than the Lakers. Sure. Clippers are better sure. than the Lakers. Golden State, Phoenix, I mean, there's so many teams that are better than what the Lakers are. Listen, I know Laker fans always feel like they they are deserving of the championship, like they should always be on top. He, LeBron James, Chris, will not win another championship in Los Angeles. He might win it with Bronny in the back of somebody's bench, <laughs> you know, for a team, maybe. Sure. But I, I don't think so. If I told you, point blank, LeBron will never win another championship, could you buy that? Yeah, I, could, I would totally buy it. And uh, referring back to the Plasky piece, mm-hmm. Plasky points out, like, even Laker fans point out to the fact that the only way they won a championship was in the short the short COVID season. Like right. his point in the column was when they play a full real season, the, the Lakers can't compete, but because it was a shortened little sprint at the Mickey mouse club, they, they were able to get it done because LeBron was right. But in a real NBA 82 game schedule with a real playoffs, LeBron can't do it anymore. And I totally believe you. If that is what you tell me, I would say that I would, I would agree. I would also say going into this season, I would not be surprised one bit if the Timberwolves and Pelicans have better records than the Lakers. Ooh. Both of those teams are better. Ooh. They're both better teams. in there, too. Pels are I mean, they won won three more games than the Lakers last year, and they started, what, 2-12? and Yeah. Ooh. So with a a, a healthy Zion. They're both better. With a healthy Zion in the mix, 
And the way they really, man, they really took a, a big step away from Stan when he was coaching them. You think the Pelicans will get back? You know what? I can buy that, actually. Yeah, the, like the hope the Lakers have is that Utah falls out of favor. The Spurs don't improve. The, and they, the Jazz will not. Well, the, the Jazz will not be in the conversation because yeah, so, it, it, it's not Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks just because Stephen A. wants that. That's not. That's not the point. Gobert's out of there. They're trying to rebuild there. So I don't see Utah as a playoff team. So, Maybe a play-in team, but I don't see them a playoff team. No, I, I think they fall out of the play-in too. So so that opens up a spot in the play-in, and I think you could also maybe suggest that the Spurs are right at that same level. The, they won 34 games last year. Maybe the Spurs are in that same spot. So the Lakers have to hope that Utah and maybe someone else gets a bad injury, right? Like if, if Jokic goes down, the Nuggets won't have enough to make up for them. Like mm-hmm. maybe they slide in there. Outside of that, the rest of the conference, the top of the conference is stacked. You're not getting in. And you, we got we got to mention Memphis too. Memphis and Dallas too. Memphis good. Golden State good. Dallas good. Denver good. Phoenix yeah. good. They're they're all good. It, it, Utah's the team that's going to fall out. Uh, so that's a hope for the Lakers. It really is because behind them, there's not really much pushing either. Kings, Blazers, Thunder, Rockets probably not going to be great. No, they're going to be bad. They're be in the lottery again. Um, and the, but the Clippers are the better team in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. we, the, the this elusive Kawhi Leonard apparently he'll be out. So this player that you're going to be adding to the team, this this new guy. Well, every uh, every <laughs> smart basketball publication is pointing to like, hey, the team that no one's talking about that's probably a complete juggernaut, the L.A. Clippers. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. I I guarantee you, if you go to the ringer right now, there's probably six thousand words on that. That <laughs> I think you're right about that. You know, it's too bad the Lakers don't have any assets because I'm sure Kevin Durant would be over there in Los Angeles to help LeBron because misery loves company. So he'd be in Los Angeles with the Lakers if there was any assets to go the other way for Brooklyn. I, and we're keeping our we're keeping our eyes on that story too because we don't know what's happening with. You know, sour Durant uh, sitting on social media, you know, arguing with Twitter eggs. Um, so we'll see if he's going to be in Brooklyn, he and Kyrie, when the season starts. I love Josiah sticking up for his front office and his coach, saying he supports him. Right? Like, yeah. Durant's under contract for four years. What, what is he going to do? Retire? No. He clearly didn't appreciate that uh, Mark Stein the other day uh, loosely suggested uh, because someone mentioned it to him that maybe retirement's on the table, so that's out. Uh, number two, he, he's just not going to play. I, like That's the thing I, I think with this Durant situation that's fascinating is uh, his legacy and his story within NBA history has taken a beating in the last year, and if he doesn't play, he doesn't correct any of that stuff. He's going to have to play at some point. Like he, he you know, only has so many years left, and unfortunately, he's not built like LeBron. So LeBron's going to get more miles at the end than I think Durant can get. Like they, like I don't think Durant at the very end will be as graceful as like a Tim Duncan. You know, like no. Duncan was still serviceable; he was still a starting level player in the league. Where Durant at the end, I don't think I think there will be a fall off, just because of the way he plays. Yeah, I'll, I'll root for Durant. I'm just out on his personality. I've tried over the years with you. I've tried. I can't do it, man. I yeah. can't do it. 
I've told, how many shows do I have to do with you in which I say, hey, I'm a big fan of his. I love Kevin Durant's game. The guy is a winner all this day, you know, as far as on the floor. But he, he thrives in the negativity. So my positivity about his game and how much I appreciate his game doesn't resonate. He, he doesn't care about me or others loving or you loving his game. He just thrives in the negativity and the drama. So whatever. I can't. I can't do it anymore. Like you, you're trying to force your way out of a situation because you get off on the wrong side of the bed. You're just like, yeah, I don't want to be in Brooklyn anymore. You set up all this stuff, and you know we don't have like another hour to just break down all the things you did to force your way to Brooklyn and then try to run it like you're LeBron. And to come to find out that you know James Harden didn't want to play play with Kyrie. Kyrie was a half, uh, you know, a, a player that wanted to play only half the time. You got the uh, coach fired and now you don't like Steve Nash and you don't like Sean Marks it's just this is ridiculous man you you're a great player but you're not good enough to start moving coaches and GMs out just because you got off on the wrong side of the bed that one that one that Twitter egg with the one follower told you you should fire the coach and you should fire the GM yeah Twitter egg that's right I should do that and you should try to get more players yeah, yeah, Twitter egg, you're right, man. Yeah, Twitter hey, egg. Twitter egg's right. Get out of here. Uh, do I have to qu- do I have to claim him as my generation? Yes. Uh, all yeah, right. that's your generation of players. Well, millennial. No, actually, no. I think yeah, so. I He's a millennial. Yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine, without looking it up, I would guess Durant's like 35. Yeah. But LeBron is too. LeBron's 38. Yeah, LeBron's a little bit older. Oh, Durant's 33. Yeah, he's still a millennial. <laughs> that's that's your guy. No, I, I know I know LeBron generation. is LeBron's always uh 37, 38. He's 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 38. He's right at my age, so it's a yeah. nice reminder as I go through life and see that LeBron's a billionaire and that he's accomplished all this stuff and I'm I'm sitting here doing this with Abdallah. Yeah, with Abdallah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, uh, Merry LeBron, Christmas. LeBron, LeBron's starring in movies, and he's a billionaire athlete, and I'm uh, hosting with Abdal. Well, you know what? You're having, you know what? You're having a better life. <laughs> Am I? You're having, I don't know about that. You're, you're having a better life. I'm you're, enjoying you're, it, but I don't know if I'm having a better life. I, I certainly enjoy it, though. Uh, by the way, because Chris won't promote it, I will. Mm. Check out uh, Chris's Twitter feed at Chris Black as he interviews people at Lala regarding Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Are you doing that? Is that the, yeah. the interviews you're having? So uh, during Lollapalooza, we went out, we talked to people, uh, a lot of kids, right? Like these are Gen Zers that uh, yes. are at Lollapalooza. And surprisingly, the conversation... Well, yeah, I I probably could be uh, the father of some of those kids. Uh, but we were targeting uh, those wearing NBA jerseys. Uh, so there are a bunch of videos talking about the jerseys that the kids were wearing. And then also I asked each group of kids, who'd you take, MJ or LeBron? Surprisingly, for, for Gen Z, got a lot of MJ responses. I was happy with that. It was good. So uh, we we uh, fin- I finished editing those videos yesterday and today, so they're they're on all the social media platforms. But uh, yeah, it was it was refreshing to hear uh, you know I'm guessing late high school to college age kids be like, oh Michael, no doubt MJ, he was the best. 
It was good. My follow-up question to those kids would be, what's Michael Jordan doing now? <laughs> they they would know. have no clue he's the owner of the Charlotte Hornets. They have no idea. <laughs> Shoes. They would know the Jumpman logo. They know that. <laughs> he, I don't know, man. He's just making gear. Yeah, he that's is? it. Yeah, he's a gear guy. <laughs> gear that's guy. That's what I yeah, no, but it was. Uh, I, I think the jersey videos turned out better, but uh, still had to put it together. So, yeah, thank you. Um, happy, uh, uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family because the Christmas Day games are out, and so we get Philly and the New York Knicks. We get the Lakers at Dallas. We get Denver at Phoenix at the end. We get Memphis at Golden State. That's a rivalry now, and uh, Milwaukee at. Boston. Those are our five games for Christmas. I saw this on the athletic yesterday. So Christmas day, uh, it should be fantastic for those games. There's also a date, I think November 27th that there will be a full slate of NBA games. There'll be a full slate of football games. So that's the Sunday after, uh, Thanksgiving. And then there's four world cup games that day too. So like the winter November, December is going to be jam-packed with uh, with all kinds of sports action. And you're right. The Christmas schedule for the NBA is great. I know the NFL now plops three games onto oh. the calendar to take all the ratings up, but I'll be watching yeah. hoops. Uh, I heard some uh, back and forth. People upset that the Knicks are still hosting a game, even though uh, the other good teams are featured throughout the schedule on Christmas Day. I like the Knicks playing on Christmas Day. I don't have a problem with it. They're like the Lions on Thanksgiving. I have no problem with the Knicks being there. I know Bulls fans are salty because the Bulls are not in there. But yeah. look, can I, can I just tell you, honestly, the Bulls are not deserving of Christmas Day. I know yeah, that sounds well, harsh. Well, they're just not. They're it, not yet. It's harsh, but that's the message the league is sending. The message the league is sending is that you're a good playoff team, you were better than expected last year, but that ain't going to last. Otherwise, they would have been in one of these Christmas game days. Yeah, they, yeah maybe next year. I just, But I just think that the Knicks playing on Christmas at Madison Square Garden matters. And I yeah. know people are tired. No, it's, it's fine because last year, I remember last year, ESPN had all of their starters in, man. You had a Stephen A., you had a Will Bond. <laughs> You yeah. had Greenberg. I'm like, what the hell? They well, got all those guys they, working they had a new on desk, Christmas Day. New desk, yes. so they had to reveal it under the Christmas tree. Yes. Here, here's Greenberg. <laughs> How about that? Here, here's Wilbon. That's how I started my day. I, I started it. my Christmas day opening presents and watching the league. And yeah. so, uh, so, but all these games are fantastic, by the way. It's, it, it's already planned. I'm going to watch the first two games, Sixers, Knicks, Lakers, Mavericks, go to the in-laws, listen to the Bucks and Celtics on the way to the, to the in-laws. Sit there for dinner, it'll be Grizzlies, Warriors, and then on the way back home late at night, Suns, Nuggets on the radio. Yeah, that's how it's going to work. That's good. Now, now last year, uh, I know no one cares about uh, people's COVID experiences, but yeah. secretly I had the chance to enjoy uninterrupted the Christmas Day slate of NBA games because oh. on Christmas Eve, I tested positive for COVID right before we went to my in-laws house for Christmas Eve. So I, I had to get left behind. And so like, yeah, it sucks. I miss Christmas, but also it's a great sports day to have to sit at home and do absolutely nothing the entire day. Oh, 
You had to enjoy that, man. You it was got great. hoops on the TV the it entire was time. The entire day. It was great. I loved it. The COVID That's wasn't tremendous. wasn't bad, but you know, whatever. You move on. <laughs> At least you had hoops. Yeah, meaningful no, hoops. Right. There could be worse situations, right? There could be no sports on. There could be no football. Yeah, I had both. I had, I had NFL games. I had the full slave NBA. And I love Christmas Day. It's fantastic, too. Um, I like that the NBA makes it an appointment uh, in the season, a big deal. And the league needs more of those dates. And I think they do a good job with Christmas Day. They do a good job with the All-Star Game. And I think they do a good job with Martin Luther King Day. Those are, yeah. the, those are the three marquee dates throughout the, the schedule of the NBA season. Yeah, so stick it up your ass, NFL, for trying to infiltrate <laughs> my Christmas day. I hate them. Well, I mean, it was fine. It, the, the, it was the NBA, and Roger Goodell's like, nah, we'll take that day, too. You know, why don't you take Boxing Day and Thanksgiving yeah, and man. Black Friday, 4th of July? Take that, too. Yeah. I have 4th of July. Just wait. Jeez. They're going to move the draft me- to 4th of July at some point. Just give me my NBA. Watch the NFL. We'll try to finally get a, a game in on Dr. King Day, too. Just, just leave me alone. It's my, this is my day. So just watch the NBA. I'm an NBA fan, just like you. Come on. Uh, this was fun. Uh, thank you for uh, doing this podcast with me. Uh, and thank you. And thank you for all that were bitching about rivalry week as well. Don't you see the built-in rivalry of the Bulls and oh, Hornets? Yeah. It's, it's a civil sibling makes, rivalry. Don't you get sense. it? Well, okay. So you, you and uh, <laughs> Cap were talking about it today. I believe what w- this was one of the shot or no shots, correct, uh, this Probably, morning? Yeah. It was a shot or no shot. Is this a rivalry? Uh, it's not. I would also say the league can only do so much. The Bulls at this moment... I, I think I agree with what Cap said. They don't have a right. Did you say no, that they I don't? No, I said that. It, he, no, he if it was a good Bucks. point, I said it. <laughs> no, okay, I, okay. I said the Bulls don't have a rival. You said that. He said the Bucks are not their rival. I agree with both of you guys. I think the history of the team, the rivals are the Pistons, the Pacers, and the Knicks. Right now, the Pacers suck. The Pistons are no good. And the Knicks are no good. So the rivalries have gone dormant. Mm. The team that's good, that theoretically should be a rival, are the Bucks. The Bulls have not been good, though. Therefore, no rivalry. Bucks have just killed them. That's not a rivalry. Mm. So I agree with both of you guys. The, the Bulls don't have a rival. It, not right you would now. Think, you, you would think it's like back in the day, Indiana, Pistons, Bucks. It's just not. It's not even Indiana. There's, there's no Reggie Miller or Dale Davis there. No. You know, that, like, so it, it it just the Bulls are just a team without someone to face. And so the Bull, the NBA stretched it out by saying, "Hmm, rival for the Bulls. I got it. How about sibling rivalry with the Ball brothers? Sure." Oh. Is, is Lonzo oh, Ball available? I didn't even think of that. That's going to be the marketing. <laughs> oh, Jonathan, you're you nailed it. I was, I listened to you guys talk about this, and I'm like, man, they're really stretching, thinking that Bulls fans care that Jordan owns the Hornets. Like, what are they doing? No, that's it. It's the Ball Brothers. That's exactly <laughs> it. They're going to be on the little graphic. That's right. Wow. That's, that's, that. that's a stretch of a joke. It's like, uh, we can't find a rival. How about sibling rivalry? Oh, man. Jeez. So when they play, it'll just be one-on-one. No other t- no other players will be there. It's just those two in an empty gym. I mean, they really missed. It, it, it should have been the Knicks. 
or Pistons. The, 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 at least. the Bulls are, and Knicks are not a rivalry, though. No, not, yeah. not anymore. No, but I will say this: of of the other teams that the Bulls have had rivalries with, at least during the Rose Thibodeau era, the Nick games were like big games. So, like, it tried to keep the rivalry going, but it just. And then you know the Michael Sweetney era; the, those are always good. Yeah, he was a Nick, and then he was a Bull, and you know those are good games. But. Well, uh, Bulls, Knicks, or or Knicks Nets? What's more of a rivalry? Because that's what they're selling us, Knicks Nets. Yeah, I don't think Knicks Nets is a rivalry either. Like, uh, no, I mean, no, thanks. Sorry, sorry, Nets. Well, as I've told you over the years, you know, on when I do NBA radio, I've never talked to a, a Nets fan. Yeah, I mean, there you've never <laughs> talked to a Nets fan. You probably never talked to a Clippers fan either. And Clipper fans are like four to one to the amount of Net fans that are out there. Yeah, I mean, I've not, I mean, the Nets are, are more of a story nationally than they are in New York or New Jersey. Oh. So I don't, I no don't doubt. understand that, but it's true. Hmm. Yeah, I, I would, I would say that don't the Nets have a little back and forth with, um, with Philly? Uh yes. Hasn't there been but, some uh, jawing back and forth with Embiid and Durant? Well, it is now with the whole Simmons deal. Right. So, like, that that would have been a rivalry game. I mean, I guess. I, you can't make up rivalries. There are two things that go into rivalries. You have to play a team a lot, and both teams have to be good, and you have to be playing in games that matter. Yeah. You can't just say, oh, here's here's some good guys, and these guys are talented. All right, rivalry. A real rivalry? San Antonio and Houston. Now they they don't, I don't know I don't have rivalry week in front of me but I know I was there at the Toyota Center and I saw fans fighting each other. Yeah. Was saying like it was like it was all like gang wars. Seriously. That yeah. the the Rocket fan was seeing the Spurs fan go like in one direction and the Rocket fan was going the other and like the Rocket fan was throwing up signs like hey red rising bro red rising like that and I got scared and so I dipped into a bathroom. <laughs> oh man no seriously the, the guy was like yo red rising bro and then like the spurs fan like flipped him off he's like no no red rising and i guess that's the that was the hashtag at that point <laughs> um so i got scared i didn't know what red rising meant but that i guess that was <laughs> a i got out of there fan. i would yeah, do so the, I was I would like, do the I just, same I just ducked into a bathroom real quick because i didn't know what was going to go down there but that's that they don't like each other clearly no. No, they, that makes sense. And I think, like, Lakers-Kings have had a rivalry in the past, but that probably is no more right now anyway. Right. Right. But, so, all right. So there you have it. Good pod. the mystery. Uh, check us out, the Fast Break Podcast. You'll hear from us more as the fall creeps in to view. As uh, football season's about to start, and the moment football season starts, I think NBA uh, teams head to training camp in, like, two weeks like two yeah. weeks after the NFL season begins. So you'll get football starting, and then the next thing you know, uh, basketball will be back. So we can't wait. Yeah, so again, if you're a Bulls fan or a fan of the NBA, make sure that you check in with us. Don't think that this podcast is dormant. No, we've got more. Just subscribe to this feed on the ESPN Chicago app, wherever you get your podcast. Look for Fast Break with Hood and Black, and we will take care of you with all the NBA information that you need and more. 
For Jonathan Hood, I'm Chris Black. Check out Jonathan, Cap and J Hood, weekday mornings here on ESPN 1000 from 7 to 10. I'll be with Adam Abdallah weeknights, 6 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000. And remember to subscribe and download the podcast, Fast Break, right here on the ESPN Chicago app. Talk to you later, Jonathan. So long, Chris, and so long, everybody. From Chicago. What the?